Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. With your host, Kurt Sandvig. And Stitch. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sampkin, and welcome to another live edition of Paranormal Almanac. Hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, so that was not Dave Grohl uh, doing Alanis Morissette. That is a person called the Holderness Family, H-O-L-D-E-R-N-E-S-S -S Family. And the song title, it's a terrible song title, but it's If Pop Divas Wrote Songs About 2020. I don't know. I found it earlier. I thought it was funny. And I was like, well, I got to play that at the beginning. And as of always, Stitches decided that now is a good time to start barking. So, hey, howdy, hi, everybody. I am talking to you all from a brand new laptop. That's right. I spilled a um, cup of tea on my laptop a few weeks ago. And it was progressively getting worse and worse and worse until about 2 p.m. today. Well, a little bit later, actually, about 4 p.m. today. It just stopped doing everything. I had to hold the screen on the corner to get it to do anything. And I was like, uh oh, I'm going to need a new laptop. So I went to uh, Best Buy to get a new laptop. And uh, I was like, I just need the cheapest laptop. I got to go. I just, whatever the cheapest one is, that's what I need. And the guy's like, well, there's this one. Um, what do you primarily use your laptop for? I'm like, well, talking about Bigfoot. And he's like, oh, yeah. All right. Well, this will work. So here we go. Brand new laptop. Hopefully this works. It seems to be working. You guys can see me. I can see you guys. Hey, howdy, hi to Keith and Lauren McCune and Kara. My bird just woke up out of a deep sleep to sing to that second to that one song. Really? See, you know, it's a good parody song if birds will sing along to it. Hey, howdy, hi to Russ. Hey, how you doing, Russ? Good to see you. Uh, I don't even know who, wait, who, I don't recall if I know who Libido Works is on uh, Twitch, but I'm glad that there's some Twitch people out there. I want more and more Twitch people out there. I think it's cool that all these people are on Twitch, so I love that. Uh, hey, howdy, hi to Todd and Jeff. Hey, how you doing, Jeff and Eric and Minardo? And uh, who else we got? Hey, howdy, hi to Carlos. and Oh, Caitlin's here as well. Hey, howdy, hi, Caitlin. And uh, let's see, Jamie and um, Yesenia. Wow, there's a lot of people here. I'm loving this. Fuck yeah, let's get this party started. So uh, in case you guys need it, let me put it at the bottom here. This is a call-in show. So if you guys want to call in, you can call in at any time, 818-732-9399. I'll also put it down there in the ticker tape just in case. Some people don't like it when I put it big on the bottom because it blocks Stitch. So it's at the very, very bottom now. So let me get rid of this one. That way, when Stitch pops up, which he's right here, um, you can still see Stitch. In fact, this should be down a little bit. So you guys can see Stitch. You guys come here for Stitch. I'm not, I'm not, I'm no dummy. I know what you guys are looking for. But uh, yeah, so crazy week this week, huh? Um, Adam says, I've got a story. Uh oh, well. If you want to tell it, I would love to hear from you. If you don't, if you don't think that you can tell it or you're afraid to tell it, or for whatever reason you don't want to call in to tell it, you can email it to me and I will gladly read it for you. Whatever is easiest for you. I want to be there for you. Hey, howdy, hi to Anne and Jay. Wow. All right. We got a lot of people here. I'm loving this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, uh, Anne said, yeah, I've been there. Always get spill resistant. Are there spill resistant laptops? Really? Because I do need that. Because 
a full cup of tea. I just finished making the, or, you know, preparing the cup of tea. And I went to set it down and went bloosh, straight into the laptop. It was bad. Just made it not work. I'm the dorky white Morgan Freeman. Sounds right. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that I said that on an early episode. Look, I'll be honest. I don't recall last week's episode, let alone episodes from the very, very beginning. Randall. Oh, shit. I did know that. I'm sorry, Randall. Hey, honey. Hi, Randall. Ah, that's right. I did know that. Um, I was going to say the second to last song, but changed it. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Both songs, damn, damn good songs. So as long as the birds sing along to either song, I'm very happy about that. Uh, really, I said I was the dorky white Morgan Freeman? Yeah, I could see me saying that. Yeah, that seems about right. That seems about right. Um, keyboards, really? Yeah, no, I didn't spill on a keyboard. I spilled it straight on, uh, right on my laptop, just dead center in the laptop. And, and shockingly, the speaker stopped working. And I said, well, yeah, that's about to be expected. But then the whole laptop just went, well, if, it's, if the speakers aren't working, I'm not going to work. And then it just died. Hey, how did, how did Julie as well? You're stuck at Walmart. Well, I'm glad as long as you're listening to me while you're at Walmart, there's nothing worse than, oh, while you're at Walmart, make sure you check for the Ghostbusters cereal. Word is that the the uh, the, Wal the Walmarts around here have gotten the Ghostbusters cereal. So if you find a box, make sure you buy one because that's just damn cool that there's Ghostbusters cereal. Laptop with spill-resistant keyboards. Really? That's freaking rad. You were talking about hating lists. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, hating my voice. Yes, 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 that is true. Uh, yes, thank you, Russ. Yeah, no, that is very true. I've done, I don't like listening to, uh, I don't like listening to my own voice. Now oh, I get, yes, I'm with you. See, it took me a second. Um, yeah, dude, Ghostbuster cereal, it's back. How freaking awesome is that? Uh, you know, look, the new Ghostbusters is going to be great. It's going to be great. I can't tell you how I know that or why I know that. But trust me, it's going to be great. Um, I actually know quite a few people that worked on it. I'm very, very happy about it. All righty. Now let's get to the fun stuff at hand. I got to actually pull this up because I want to read this article to you guys because I was going to save it for this next episode. And I'll probably still read it in Paranormal Almanac News or in Paranormal News in the next episode because that's how big it is. And I saw that someone posted it on the, uh, the fan page today, too. I was like, hell yeah. Like, that's the way to do it. Like, get it on the fan page. But I want to start right in. Like, again, if you guys want to call in, you can totally call in. Totally fine. But, oh, ugh. thank you, Stitch. But the Pentagon has admitted that it's been testing wreckage from UFO crashes, including a possible memory metal that ex claim right the 1947 roswell crash now i will say that right now it is on a bunch of not so reputable sites this this news story but you got to remember that it's coming out that that uh in june that paper is coming out all the documents are coming out about ufos so i have a feeling this is another little like teaser to it um what are we, wait, what are we watching tonight? Oh, new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that was fun. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers in the chat. I'll, I'll boot you out of my chat. Uh, dude, I seriously want to go to that haunted Toys R Us. I still do. I want to find out what they've opened it up as since there's no more Toys R Uses and go to that. That's my plan. I still have to do that. But back to the story. So, yeah, a researcher, Anthony Bergalia, secured more than 150 pages from the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency 
democracy with a freedom of information act. And I've talked about this guy before, and that's why I was like, okay, this story is fairly reputable because that guy is legit. He has gotten a freedom of information act on a ton of stuff. Now it includes pages about advanced technology, including nitinol, which I've talked about before on past episodes, but this nitinol stuff is a memory metal that is now, now everybody's saying, yep, it came from Roswell. From 1947, came from Roswell. So this is another huge, huge thing that I'm telling you, disclosure is coming. It really is. Come on, Stitch, stop being a pest. I love you, but stop it. Disclosure is coming. It's going to be huge, and it's going to be fantastic. And like that stupid song that I just played a minute ago, people aren't going to care. People aren't going to pay attention. Oh, hey, howdy, hi to uh, um, Alicia. See, I'm getting it. I don't even have to look over the paper anymore. I'm getting it. But, um, but yeah, I'm telling you, there's going to be well, the next episode. I'll, I'll tell you right now. The next episode's about UFOs. I got a lot of cool UFO stories um, from the past, like, 15 years, too. They're from the, in the 2000s. So they're not like 1940s stories about UFOs. They're, they're fairly recent. Um, but, yes, no, no spoilers in the chat room about a movie. Nope. Oh, apparently a package was just delivered. That's fine. That's what I said. Alicia. Alicia. That's what I said. Um, but yeah, there's no spoilers in the chat room. I, I will not allow spoilers for the Mortal Kombat movie. Although I don't think you can really spoil it, but still don't spoil in the chat room. That's all I ask. No spoilers. Hold on. There's something floating in my drink. Oh, whatever. I'm still going to drink it. I don't care. So the last live show we had, there was a couple people that were going to call back in with new stories. You know who you are. I think you're in here. I think you're in the chat room. So anybody wants to call in 818-732-9399. It'll give me actually a chance to test to make sure that I've got everything set up because I think I do, but I could be mistaken. So definitely going to need a caller tonight because I got to make sure that things are actually, um, yeah, see, I got it right. Uh, I got to, I'm going to need a caller tonight because I got to test the lines, make sure everything's working. I think I got everything set up though. Um, wait, what, what stopped audio is playing prop, no problems, but video feed is freezing every 20 seconds or so crap. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I was afraid of. I don't know how this setup is going to work. To be honest with you, this is obviously the first night me using it. There's not a lot. Uh, let me close down some tabs. There's not a lot of stuff open though. All right. There's no tabs, extra tabs open. This, this laptop might not work. Um, we'll find out if it's, if it's, if it can't even do a basic um, live chat, then I'm not going to be able to use this laptop. I have to go get another one. But fingers crossed, it was just Facebook being stupid or something, and it'll be fine in a second. There we go. I like the sound of that noise. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt. It's Alicia. Hey, howdy. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Good, thank you. So can you can you hear me? Everything seem okay? Yeah, everything sounds fine. Oh, excellent. I was I'm I'm very worried that this <laughs> I seriously bought the cheapest cheapest laptop you could buy from from Best Buy, so I was really worried that uh it's not going to be working. There's a little bit of an echo on my end, but nothing major. Oh, okay. That's good to know. That could be just from my settings. So, let me play with that a little bit. Uh but awesome. Well, hey, how are you? How you doing? I'm doing good. Starting to go through stuff, getting ready to move in the next month. Yeah, you, know? you are. See, 
the dog gets angry because I'm moving. <laughs> so have you have and you had anything kind of, else weird happen since the that call? No, I haven't. And Good. and that's what's funny is I was talking to a friend of mine in West Virginia and he's Cherokee Indian. And I had told him about the episode. I'm like, yeah, all of a sudden there was like this ghost parrot behind me and all these noises that I'd never heard. And it was actually quiet. There were no kids in the pool. There were kids running around. You know, I debunked one because it was a high pitch. You know, Rice spurred the car with the exhaust going. I couldn't explain it. He goes, well, you you haven't had any experiences in that apartment, right? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, and you mentioned on that podcast that you were moving. I said, yeah. His thought on it was that maybe because they didn't bother me and they didn't let themselves know because they knew I could probably sense them if they did. They were comfortable with me, and now they're upset because they don't know who's going to be in here after me. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. If, if, if my roommate was leaving and they said, oh, I'm leaving, and my roommate's being all cool, my, my roommate's like, I'm leaving. And then I'm like, oh, crap. Well, who's coming in? Is it going to be some a-hole? Like, I, I could get where they're coming from. They're stuck there. Like, what the heck? Yeah, and that was his thought on it. Like, oh, okay, we know she can send us, but she doesn't want to be bothered, so we'll just leave it be. Oh, shit, she's moving. What the fuck are we going to do now? Because <laughs> who knows what asshole we're going to be stuck with. So that was his take on it. Uh, you know what? I, I kind of completely agree. It it's That's a spot-on take about it because it really is It's a frustrating thing. They They finally got someone cool, and they can, like, all right, we can all be cool. We can all mellow out. Then you leave. Nice going. But you know they they don't they could they could come with you. They don't have to stay there. They don't have to stay with some a hole in this next apartment. I don't mean I yeah, don't know the no, rules. No, no, but... no, 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 no. <laughs> no, they're not coming with me. I I'm gonna make sure they stay here, or next door, or downstairs, or whatever apartments around me they're coming from. Yeah, they're not coming. <laughs> All right. Well, I was just checking, just checking. You know, I wanted to put, I wanted to throw it out there in case they wanted to come along with you. Well, you know, whatever house I move into, who knows what I got to deal with there. So, you know, I don't need extra, you know, giving me trouble. You don't need the paranormal baggage, if you will. Sure. Exactly. Okay. So. I told you to tell you about that experiences. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, my mom passed away, you know, in our childhood home. <clears throat> he didn't want to maintain it anymore. He didn't want to deal with it anymore. So, we sold it. And he moved in with me and my ex-husband at the time. So I warned him coming into this house. I'm like, oh, God, you're going to, you know, there's things that happen. Just FYI for you. 
cabinets are going to kind of sound like they're opening, like the cat's getting into them, or sometimes they'll slam. You might see things that are under your eye, just, you know, and just so you know, it happens. Wait, just that matter-of-factly? Like, oh, by the way, this could happen? <laughs> yeah, because... Well, I have been going through it already, so I knew. <laughs> well, I know, but still, that's and, a lot to put on somebody. <laughs> well, he was there when I grew up the way my mom made me, so it, was, it shouldn't have been a surprise to him. <laughs> and he's the one that's Native American, full-blooded. Oh, sure, sure. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay, I want you. Yeah, you, you did your, hey, so you said it, about, you, not only did you say it, but you've said it very like, hey, look, this is what you can expect to happen, now it's on you, so, yep. Yeah, to say, okay, you don't believe it, you'll find out. Me and the kids are used to this, my ex-husband refused to believe it, he ignored it all, until that shadow teenager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, so... All of a sudden, he's like, he had a pit. She was a blue-nosed pit bull. She was the runt of her litter. And he would start telling me, he's like, yeah, I hear the cabinets banging. I thought it was a cat. I'm like, I told you it wasn't the cat. She doesn't do that. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I came out, and I'm expecting to see the cat. And I looked down towards your room, and she was laying on the corner of your bed, looking down the hall, like, you know. Oh, no! What happened? Uh-oh. Alicia, the ghosts, the ghosts got ya. Oh, thank you, Brandon. Hey, howdy, hi. Thank you, Sal, for liking the shirt. Um, There we go. Did the ghost get you? It did. Okay, good. Well, at least at least it's you and not just a, if it would have been it would have been really scary if it was the same number and it's like some scary voice. <laughs> no, I um hit the button up against the table where my um headphone button is. Oh, sure, sure. I've done that. And it, and it hung it up. All of a sudden I hear this click. I'm like, "Oh my god, I did not do that." <laughs> yeah, you did. You hung up on me on the air. I see how it is. Cliffhanger. I did. So sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so he's in the house alone. Kids are in school. I'm at work. Ex-husband's at work. It's just him and the dog and my cat. He hears the cabinets banging. Comes out. There's nobody there. They stop, of course, when he gets into the kitchen. And he's looking for my cat to see where she's at because, you know, obviously it's got to be her. Oh, sure. She's laying on my bed looking, like I said, down the hall where she can't even see the kitchen the way the house works. She can't even see the kitchen from down the hallway. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. He goes back to his room watching TV or doing whatever he's doing. And, of course, he's telling me this after the fact. Oh, yeah. So I come home, and he's like, yeah, these kitchens, I said, I told you that was going to happen. No, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. I warned you this was going to happen, this was going to happen, possibly this and possibly that. 
well, I didn't believe you except obviously, but now you know. Mm, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds to me like he's he's scared and he's trying to be like, yeah, it was fine. It was the cat. I know it was the cat. You don't need yeah, cat true. He cat. was totally trying to blow it off. Yeah. <laughs> he was totally trying to blow it off. So another time we were all gone out of the house except for him. He goes in his room to go to bed, and the dog's in there with him, and the dog starts looking up at the ceiling. And she's not growling or barking or anything. She's just following something. And he said it when he noticed her, it went from the bedroom door, kind of went around the room to where his bed was at into his closet. And that particular room had a walk-in closet. Uh-huh. And then she got up off the bed and went to the front of the closet, like, open the door, open the, you know, she wanted to get in the closet. Yeah, yeah. It, so she was following whatever it was, and she she wanted to follow it in the closet. So he opens the closet door and she's in there sniffing around and looking and she looks up towards the ceiling and then all of a sudden on the other side of that closet was our garage. So all of a sudden what it is, it must have passed through the wall and went through the garage because then all of a sudden she was like, oh, it went away and she went back and laid on her bed like nothing happened. Really? Yeah. See... That's interesting he, that you said that. He, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I want you to finish this first. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I just kind of laughed because when he told me that, we were sitting out back and drinking. We were having a barbecue. And I'm like, I told you <laughs> this stuff was going to happen. And you know the animals can see what we can't see. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, it's funny that you brought up this story because, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting everything ready for the weird shit show coming up. And then I, I went down a rabbit hole of videos of animals seeing things, obviously, that we can't see. And, you know, some of them, their cackles get up. Some of them, they want to play. Um, and it's really bizarre how many videos are out there of animals reacting to absolutely nothing. There's no sound. There's no bug. <laughs> there's no light. There's nothing. And, and, and really focused. And like you said, watching things go from one end of the room to the other kind of a thing. It's bizarre. Yeah, and she did this, and after that, she did it constantly. And there were times that she would growl, like he would keep his door closed, and he's watching TV, and the dog's in there with him. We're not home. Kids are in school, I'm at work, ex-husband's at work, and she'd start growling at the door. And he'd open it to see, what is she growling at? There's nobody there. And she would follow whatever it is, growling the whole time along the room of the wall of his room. And then finally she's like, oh, okay, I started away. And she laid back down and relaxed. Yeah. Now, see, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. But maybe that's what Stitch is doing. It's maybe it's not that I'm, I give him a treat every time he barks. Maybe he's like, every time I do a show, all the ghosts come into the house. And he's trying to be like, hey, dude, there's a bunch of ghosts in the house. And I'm here just be like, here, have a snack and shut up. So you never know. You don't. And it's possible because 
there's a theory out there. If you talk about it, they come. Oh yeah. I get reminded of that on a, not even weekly, almost, almost daily basis. I get an email or a Facebook message from somebody saying, you know, talking about it is just inviting it. And that's, you know, when you get, when you get possessed, it's going to be your own fault. And I was like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I'm just telling stories. I'm not saying like, Hey, come to me or anything. Like I'm not playing with the Ouija board. Like I'm just telling stories. Like it's, it's cool. And you know, I hope you guys heard that creak just then. It didn't have to creak right when I said the thing about being possessed. I did not like it. Uh, the answer is no, I, I do not it. want to be possessed because I'm talking about stories on a, on a podcast. Like, nope, look, I'll just tell Bigfoot stories from now on. And then I'll see, I'll start seeing Bigfoot outside my house. I'm fine with that or, or the Loch Ness, but I'm not, you know, no thanks. And what people don't realize is that it doesn't work that way. No, no, it really doesn't. Like you, you can open yourself up to stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But unless you number one, open yourself to it. Yep. It's not going to happen. Number two, you have to be sensitive to it. Yeah, no, that's very true. Look, I know a lot of people that and are way into this and have never seen anything, even remotely, and they talk about it more than I do. So, yeah, exactly. The ghosts pick and choose who they want to uh, socialize with, let's say. Yeah. And apparently it's not me. It's just like in life, the, you know, real people don't want to socialize me and ghosts don't want to socialize with me. And that's fine. I can, I, I can accept that. It's my lot in life. I'll talk about it. I'll do the podcast. I'm totally be thankful that the ghosts don't want to socialize <laughs> with you, except for the one that you have in your house who apparently likes, you know, dropping bottles to see your girlfriend's butt. Hey, you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's the pervy ghost kind of life for this place. <laughs> But at least it's an usual, at least it's a, a, a unique story. You know, it's not the same old, like, oh, I've got a ghost and, you know, blood drips from the walls. Like, no, I don't need that. You know, I've got a ghost and he likes to be a perv. Sure, why not? That's different. Good on him. He's, you know, stepping it up, mixing things up a little bit in the afterlife. Well, they're out there. I'm sure he's probably not the only pervy ghost out there. I guarantee it. Oh, I guarantee it. And look, if they, now that I know that that's an option, when I get up there, I'm going to check that option. I'm going to be like, look, now I know that I can like rattle chains and I can go, ooh, or I can be a perv. Can I do the pervy ghost for at least the first hundred years? Like, let's go down that route. There you go. Hopefully you have the option to choose that. <laughs> we shall see. We but, shall see. So, yeah, that was, that was the thing with my dad. And it happened a few more times. Um, unfortunately, his dog passed away Aww. a couple years ago. Now, did he ever like really uh, come to grips with it though and go like, yep, it's definitely a ghost or was he always kind of that, that tough guy bravado of it could be something else, but something's going on? Oh, no, he came to terms with it. Oh, okay, good, good, good. I mean, I guess good. We were, like I said, doing the barbecue, drinking out another night. He's like, yeah, oh, did I tell you Luna did this and she was growling at the door and then she ran out into the living room and she was growling and you know i was following her and she growled to the kitchen like to the laundry room and like back to my bedroom so i went back to my room and she's growling in my room to where the window was and then she like oh okay calm down and went and laid on her bed you know like that's like well obviously there was something there she didn't like 
But see, that's such a good dog. Like, like doing her job. Just, hey, look, there's something here. It's weird. I'm going to check it out. All right, we're cool now. I'm going to go back to bed. Like, good on. That's that's the way a dog should be. Yeah. We used to make fun because my mom was cremated. And my dad has her urn. And he lived with me. We'd be out back and we'd be joking around. And we'd make, we'd make fun of my mom. When she, you know, how she was when she was alive. And all of a sudden I'd be like, Dad, you can't say that. What do you mean? I, like, I, could, I could sense her swirling around in her urn right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. And he would just laugh at me. I'm like, no, seriously, you're pissing her off. I can feel her swirling around in her urn. Just stop. <laughs> you know, that's that's funny. My neighbor says the same thing. She has her husband's um, ashes at her house. And and she's like, oh, yeah, no, Jerry's still here. Jerry's over there. Oh, wait. you know, Jerry told me, like, apparently Jerry tells her when she forgets something or when she needs to do something or where something's at if she's lost something. But it's always in her sleep. And, and it's actually, it's very, it's very endearing. It's very cute. And the way she said it is like, oh, yeah, yeah Jerry reminded me where this was. But it, she said it's because the ashes are in the house. So, you know, you never know. I don't, I definitely don't know for sure. Yeah, I, I just laugh and. He he would laugh, and even my brother would be like, "Hey, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So we need to chill off. I'm making fun of mom right now. She's mad. Yeah, she can <laughs> okay. hear. Yeah, come on. So we go on to something else, you know. I've like I said, I, it, I wish I knew the playbook. I wish I knew the rules of, you know, are they here all the time? Are they here only when you say their name? Like, what are the rules here so I can make sure that I'm doing it right and not talking about like, you know friends that have passed and then they're, they're like in the room knocking crap over. <laughs> you never know. But I, you know, it's so funny. I like the fact that, that both of your stories are, are stuff that, that, like I said, that are coming up and, or things that I've, I've thought about as well. Um, so it's, it's very, it's very timely topics, especially with the, with the animals and the weird, weird, weird shit show one coming up. So you know, good on you. You pick the right topics. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I did listen to the Imagine Friend one, and I need to send a link to my daughter so she can listen to it. Be like, oh, remember this? See, yeah. No, uh, seriously. Like, what the heck? Yeah, and I asked my son after that one. I'm like, do you remember stuff happening in the old house? And he's like, yeah, I remember stuff happening. I'm like, what? And so well, I remember stuff, but I can't pick out anything specific. But at least you told him, at least you reminded him. Now he can think about it. And then maybe in a week or a month or whatever, he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah I thought about this. I figured, you know, I remembered this or that. So that's good. Maybe he does remember stuff happening, but he can't pick specifics. Well, I love it. Well, hey, again, as always, thank you so much for calling in and being the first caller and, and making sure that everything seems to be working right. People could hear you. People could hear me. That's a good sign. Nothing's broke yet. So. Oh, that's good. Um, but. Yeah. And when I move and we'll see what happens in the house, me, my dad, and my son end up in. Yeah, no, please do. Please. Yeah, I can hear it. Too, 
uh, please let us know for sure. Like keep us, keep us uh, notified of what's going on. Um, Whatever it is in in my house is making a hell of a lot of noise at the moment. Now Stitch is even looking around. Oh, and see, I'm not checking any of that on my own. Yeah, I don't know if anybody can hear it. I don't know if anybody, yeah. Oh, Monardo did just said, hey, was that steps above you? See, there's nothing above me, Monardo. It's literally just a roof. It's not like I live in an apartment or anything. It's like you said, it's like footsteps, Monardo. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just because we're talking about, I have no idea because I talked, I mentioned the pervy ghost and he's like, why am I outing him as a perv? I don't know what's going on, but there you have it. Well, might be my fault. I'm sorry. Hey, no, I'm fine. You know, bring your ghosts over here for a little bit. They can't stay. They can visit, but, uh, you know, bring them over for a little bit, at least on an episode. They, if, if you guys start hearing weird shit in the background of my microphone, that's when I know it's, it's, uh, uh Alicia's ghosts. All right. Well, thank you again. That's mad at me because I'm moving out. Exactly. He's like, no problem. Um, Thank you again. Please let me know. I mean, as always, you know, you're more than welcome to call in anytime. I love chatting with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I love chatting with you. Yay. All righty. I will chat with you soon, hopefully. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Oh. All right. Bye now. Take care. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. It does sound like footsteps, right? It sounds like someone's full on walking above me. But there is nothing about, I mean, there's obviously a roof above me and there's like a crawl space in the attic, but I've been up there. There's nothing that like no animals can walk through or anything like that. Um, Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I'm glad that you guys, I'm glad it's picking it up on the microphone anyway, because, you know, if you guys couldn't hear it and I'm sitting there going like making like, ooh, weird noises and pointing at the ceiling. I just look like a mad person. Um. Yes, please bug your grandma about her ghost stories from her old house in middle Georgia. Yes, please. Um, Carlos asks, have I done a research on the 411 phenomenon? Um, yes, yes, I have. I did a whole episode on it a long time ago about the national parks and everything. And I even referenced that book, uh, missing 411 or whatever it's called, but it's a very small percentage of the actual episode. I actually took a long time to research that episode quite a bit and it is bizarre. Like, look, I get it. People are going off and, and hiking that aren't really experienced hikers and, hurting themselves and dying and then just disappearing. I get that, but it's more than that. It's there's way more than that. So um, yeah, someone that, that is smarter than me can tell you what episode it is, or I don't know. It's an early episode. I remember doing it a long time ago. So it's a very early episode. Uh, Yeah. I'm glad that you guys could hear that. That's just crazy. Oh, Kara, look, it's not a bad thing. Look, having ashes here aren't a bad thing. I've got I've got my 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 other dogs ash my previous dogs ashes in my house and I've never never been visited by my previous dogs, sadly. I would love to, but uh I look, there's there's if they want to come and visit you, ashes or not, they're gonna come and visit you. That's my that's my two cents on the topic, and who knows if I'm right or wrong, you know, whatever you're gonna do. Um, let's see, there was somebody else, somebody brought up something that uh Oh, Maria, I have an auntie kind of ghost that sometimes helps me find the desitin of the baby's bottle. Really? See, like, how? How does that ghost help you find it? How do you, do you just all of a sudden go, oh, I know where it's at? Or do you have a feeling? Or what is it? Like, tell me more about that. I want to know more about that because those are the things that I like. I like when ghosts push you towards the the right thing. Like, I know that they say that when you, you know, if you, if you're, if you've lost something, you know, like your car keys or something, you know, just go to sleep forget about it. Just take, have a good night's sleep and that it's actually your mind remembering where it's at maybe, but there's also something to the fact that, you know, 
out of nowhere, I'll be like, oh, I know where it is. And I'll go right there. And there's no reason I should remember that. So it does seem like that information is given to me by something else or somebody else. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree, Todd. Uh, we're talking about uh, Todd's talking about missing 411 as well. It is a very good read. Yes, Russ, please give us a call. 818-732-9399. I'm going to take a quick drink. I hope you guys all got your drinks ready. I forgot to put that little, you know, thing at the beginning. The show is about to start. Make sure you get yourself a drink. If you haven't, go get yourself a drink. Quick, hurry, get yourself a drink. Um, I have my my mom's and brother's ashes. You, you know, they're there. Yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's a cool thing. I really do. There we go. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt, how you doing? Good, good. How you doing, Russ? Oh, not too bad. Keeping busy? Oh, a little more than I'd like to be, but sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm the same way. It's been a busy, busy uh, life. I was going to say week, but it's been longer than that. Yeah, it has been. All right. Got a couple things to pick your brain on. Love it. Let's do this. Okay. I I was on another Facebook page on another podcast I listened to, and we were discussing behavioral phenomenons around a full moon. Sure. They made, they brought the comment, you know, comments about, you know, do you think the moon phases affect things? Yes, it does. And, you know, over time, there's been studies about gravity or the Earth's electromagnetic field mm -hmm. and such, and then you go back. You know, when you look at early, especially like pagan and more, I guess, witchcraft school of thought, the veil between our world and the next is thinnest during a full moon. Sure. Yeah. And I brought up the fact that I spent several years working in a nursing home that you see a lot of behavioral changes in residents, especially dementia, Alzheimer's. Oh, really? Age-oriented, I want to say, mental, psychological deterioration that, you know, just happens over time. But you would see a lot of behavioral changes. That's interesting. I like that a lot. I wonder if there's been studies on people with dementia and, and phases of the moon. I think there has been some, I mean, it can be coincidental, you know, so much you always take, like you say, that grain of salt, there could be coincidence, but it seems like more than coincidence. Sure. Yeah. And then the conversation spiraled to, Someone brought up that they swear that they worked in a haunted nursing home. Oh, all right. There we go. And future episode, haunted workplaces. I like that. I like that idea Especially quite a bit. medical related. Look, I've Hospitals. always been. Yeah, the hospital. I was going to say, I've always been fascinated with um, hospitals and the paranormal because all of my friends, 100% across my board, all of my friends that work in the medical industry, work at a hospital, have said they've seen weird shit in the hospitals. So there is something to that. And nursing homes. Yeah. Because, I mean, 
it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek way. Nickname for nursing homes is Heaven's Waiting Room. Yeah, you know what, though? It makes sense. It really does. Uh, Monardo says, why the and, full moon? Is there some effect? No, no. The moon is there. If uh, The moon is the same effect minus the reflected light. Yes, it is. But during a full moon, the moon is actually closer. And I don't know the actual technical term for it, but the moon is actually closer to the earth than other times. And they, they think that that's well, what like, draws the tides and everything a little bit stronger during a full moon. As well. I, I was going to say the tides change during a full moon. So there is some physical effect to the earth. Look, but what it does to the mind. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, you know, I always wondered if that was a myth. And then I worked for when I worked at MySpace. And I'm sure I've talked about this on many episodes before, but I used to work at MySpace at night. And I was um, I was in a department that caught uh, predators and pedophiles. And we worked with law enforcement from around the world. And we also dealt with like, you know, bomb threats and, you know, death threats on the president and all that jazz. But um, mm. so I talked to law enforcement you know, all day, every day when I worked at that job and bar none, every, every month I would say, oh crap, it's a full moon without even knowing it was a full moon. We would see the calls spike and all the weird shit start spiking. I'm like, I bet you it's a full moon. And then one of my employees oh, yeah. would look it up and be like, crap, it is a full moon. And the cops all said, oh yeah, the crazies come out every full moon without a, without a doubt. And it's not just people that are paying attention to the full moon. Whether they know it's a full moon or not, the crazies come out every full moon. And by that, you almost know it's a full moon tonight. Yep. And that's how that's how it was. I, I never, you know, I'd get to work and be exhausted from the week not knowing it was a full moon. And then immediately once I saw the, the email cues and like calls from all these law enforcement around the world, I'd be like, crap, it's a full moon. And then sure enough, every time. But back to one particular nursing home I worked at, and you're going to love this. Ghost kids. Ah, of course, it's got to be ghost kids. Well, this I'm not. You know, I'm not going to disclose the name of the facility for privacy reasons, and I don't want to get in trouble. But this nursing home is on the land of an orphanage. It was run by a church organization, and for I want to say sixty, eighty years, it was an orphanage. And you would see a lot of residents would talk about the kids running around outside or in the halls. Really? And I was, you know, I was, I was maintenance, but so I would be in there, you know, in the middle of the night because a breaker blew or a toilet flooded or, you know, something, but there were nights I would be in there working and you would hear footsteps, like kid footsteps running up and down the hall. See? 80, 90-year-old people can't run like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, see, it's got to be those kids around a bunch of old people, like the, the two opposites of the spectrum. Oh, hell no. And because I remember one lady, we knew she was near her end, and one of my favorite residents, I had made sure every day to visit with her and I was talking to her and she said she was telling me about the night before she kept looking out her window and she just kept saying I can't believe who who let those kids play in those woods at night nearest neighbor is maybe a mile away and she kept talking about a bunch of kids just running around playing outside at night 
really holy crap all right that's 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 goosebump inducing you know i i can't i'm just i'm gonna speak for you and say that would scare the hell out of me when so if if i had a a person at a nursing home tell me that they see a bunch of kids playing around at night that would scare the hell out of me and on the grounds was a cemetery that was part of the original orphanage as well are you kidding seriously i hated now wait did you actually like see the, the, the cemetery or was it just like oh you know like the other nurses were saying oh and there's a cemetery out there by the woods no, by the uh actual cemetery proper cemetery headstones everything holy crap and at night if i had to go in for a repair i hated taking the back drive because i would have to pass this little tiny rut road that went up this hill and there used to be a small schoolhouse next to the cemetery and I would swear to God I would see child sized maybe sh like shadows move or just like you see like vague shapes so maybe not like shadow children but children sized shadows yeah, but smaller shadows, yeah. Like, yeah, and I hated it. I hated going <laughs> up there at night. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Alicia is saying, hey, thank you for, for taking care of the elderly, and I got to agree with that. That is cool as shit. I'm glad that someone does it. Even, I, even in the spookiest of senses, you're still taking care of them, so I give you serious props for that. I loved it. I mean, there's times I miss it. You know, I love my residents. I may not have been a nurse, but you know, I care just as much for those folks as they did. I love that. And to this day, I see family members of residents that I knew 10, 15 years ago that still talk to me to this day. See, that's cool. And then, you know what, that, that is important because it is a, you know, it's a tough spot to be in if you're helping the elderly and that elderly passes and then you go on to help another elderly person i mean there's there are family connections that you make with those caregivers mm -hmm. and then you just never see them again that's tough that's real tough and then the nursing home staff members were more family to than their own yeah no a lot I, of yeah. people slow the car down long enough to kick mom or dad or grandma or grandpa Oof. and take off I, I hate everything about that. I really do. Like, like that was, I felt for my folks when they had to put my, my, my uh, grandpa in a home back in the day when he was still with us and, and, but they didn't just, you know, like dump them in the home. We went and visited them all the time or they did, you know, they lived in Michigan, but it was so, such a tough thing to see like all these other people that never got visitors ever. And mm -hmm. that's such a shitty thing. Yeah. You seem like good people. So I wouldn't expect that of you. No, I mean, thank you. I mean, I really wouldn't, I would, I would never do that. Like, that's just, I just can't imagine just dumping. Plus, you know what, you know, I, I'm getting, I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't have a, I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I'm going to need someone to take care of me and they better damn well be cool when they do it. So, you know, like, you know, good karma. So it comes around later in life, you know. But coming back to the nursing home thing, like you said, hospitals, nursing homes, I can't remember how many times I got called because most of these facilities, well, nowadays there's biometric locks, keypad locks. Sure. But at the time I was there, we had automatic locking doors. 
that you couldn't, you know, turn like your little knob, like in your house door to lock and unlock it. You had the key no matter what from the outside. Sure. Always getting calls because they, you know, someone couldn't find keys. And, you know, that's usually a worry because this could be a med room, you know, where they have access to everyone's medication or a file room where everybody personal, medical, financial information is stored. So, you know, we kind of panic a little because that's safety, that's HIPAA, but keys would be in a flower pot or hidden under an upside-down turned coffee cup. Sure. Weird stuff like that where I don't care how spaced or zoned out you are, you're not going to turn an empty coffee cup upside down and set it over your keys. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. And, I mean, just breakers popping, lights turning on and off. Oh, with really? No, you know, I would trace the, I would check the line, you know, make sure there's no short in it. I would check the breaker box, you know, check the load level. And you you would, some couple times, I've physically heard light switches in empty rooms to flick on and on. Really? So that's not like something you can, you can, you know, write off. I mean, you know the sound of a light switch. Like, what the hell? Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's certain electrical things even is beyond me. You know, I'm not a certified electrician. I can change light fixtures. I can do a lot of basic and a little above basic diagnosis, but so, you know, there's always that maybe logical explanation that's just above my pay grade. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Uh, There's a lot of just weird shit you can't explain. And when you're not the only one. Yeah, I was just, that's exactly what I was gonna say. But why is it that it's everybody, every nurse, every caregiver, no bar none, even the ones that are like staunch, I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in God or the devil or anything. They don't believe in ghosts. They don't believe in UFOs, Bigfoot, none of that. Yet they see a bunch of weird shit happen, bar none across the board. I've had a lot of nurses be like, I am stone cold, science, medicine, yeah. logic and reason. But what the fuck was that? Look, I mean, that's- I've- they're the best witnesses ever. Yeah, that, but that's the thing. They're, they're the best witnesses. If, you, if you're if you so staunch to non-believer and still can't explain some weird shit, sorry, weird shit's real. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Look, I think it's a great idea to have a whole episode devoted to not just like hospitals and caregivers, workplace weird paranormal stories, but workplace weird paranormal stories. Because I guarantee you, a lot of people got them. I've heard firehouses are a big one because, and police, older police precincts, because do you think these are another kind of people, their life revolves around their job. Yeah. Oh, God. And every day they punch that clock can be their last. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, mean, they get so, they get so wrapped up into that life that when they're gone, whether they know it or not, they're still going into that life and still doing the same things they used to do. You know, I don't know if it's a routine or if it's on a repeat or if it's a recording or if it's 
them just sticking with the job. But yeah, there is something about that. And, you know, not touching whatever's going on in the news because good people are good people, bad people are bad people, and we're not going to go into that. But, you know, they touch life and death every day. Sure. You know, a fireman is two seconds too late saving someone from fire. A policeman is five seconds saving someone from a horrible accident. Sure. You know, yeah. like nursing homes, hospitals, they're good, but they're not God. Sure. No, that's exactly it. I, I mean, mean, you're in a constant flux of life and death and that energy, you know, where they call soul, the essence, it's one plane to another. Yeah. So, I mean, that's got to just permeate. Look, you know, there's a lot of pressure to that job and that pressure builds up to a point and, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You're hundred percent right. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't wish that on anybody to have to continue to go to work after you've passed away, but maybe it's the life. Maybe they just don't know anything else. So that's what they continue to do. I mean, if you love your job, Hey, more power to you. Maybe that's your heaven. Sure. Yeah. Look, I've never, I've never had a job yet where I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to do that. Living or dead, I'm gonna go to it. Maybe except for this one. So don't, you know, don't be surprised that after I pass, I, I, I keep bugging all the patrons and I keep start randomly shouting out to random people and saying dumb things. Look, it's gonna happen. But besides this job, there's not been a job yet where I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to go to it, even if I'm dead. And you know what? Some paranormal groups here in Iowa. I've thrown your name around and your podcast around to them saying, Hey, if we do like a big shindig, like the paranormal fest, Comic-Con, you know, paranormal. Hey, I got a guy for you. I would love to be there. Absolutely. hundred percent. I'm like, you, you need his white chocolate voice (laughs) on the stage. I look, I, I, I cannot wait for those kind of fests to kick back off again. I was, I watched that, um, the virtual alien con this, this past weekend with the Skinwalker Ranch guys and everything. And it was neat and it was fun, but it's just not the same thing. I mean, I want to go mm-hmm. out. I want to go and do all those things. So I'm a hundred percent with you. I would love to do it. Anybody that hears about a con, a paranormal con or anything that would be connected to what I'm doing um, out by you, let me know. And I'll reach out to them because that's the only way that these things are going to happen is if people start doing them. So hell yeah, I'm with you. Cause we got to get you to Iowa. Cause we're going to get you to the Black murder house. Yes. Hell yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm down for that. And I know some good stank joints. My treat. Ha, I love it. I, I Hey, look, we'll I, get some, I would love it. Sorry. We'll get some Midwest people. You know, we're going to party. Hey, I, I am a Midwest person. I would love to party with you. Are you kidding me? This would be a blast. I cannot wait to start doing like these these hangouts again where people can come out and hang out because I like I said, it was the best thing. It was so much stupid fun to be at a bar drinking and and chatting with people that you know like that were fans of the show or friends of the show. Like that's just cool as hell. I love it. All right. Well, I'm gonna free up the line, get some more calls in, yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate it. I always love chatting with you. And yes, we are 100% going to hang out. I cannot wait. Uh, All right. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye now. Hell yeah. That'd be cool as hell. Look, before we get to any other calls, no one call for right now because I got to do a stitch pee break. He was giving me the eye a minute ago. But um, 
when I get back from the Stitch P break, remind me to tell you guys all about Sasquatch on Hulu. Since I told you guys, like, oh, I can't wait to watch it. Well, I watched it. I've got opinions. I'll tell you about those opinions in just a minute. Let's see. How do I do this with this big thing? I think that's it. All righty. We'll be right back after this Stitch P break. All righty. We are back. Oh, wait. There's no... Is there no Josh in this room? We we're we're back from the Stitch P break. I don't I don't know what to say. This is the point where Josh gives me something fun and cool to say. Uh, tonight's Stitch P break is brought to you by Pilot Pens. They're the best. Trust me, I'm a notary. There you go. Uh, once again, thank you to Josh. He was it's okay. He was doing a finals project. He had work to do, but he got there just in the nick of time. How about that song, huh? How about that? All righty, so we're back. Now, like I was saying a minute ago, don't call yet. Hold on, callers, if we have any other callers. Um, oh, wait, before I get to that. Yes, Carlos, no Loch Ness live feed. Um, I thought it was funny, and, and, it, and it really amused me to do that all night long, keeping expecting to see something, but it was still pitch black. It was the middle of the night. I thought it was very funny, and it was very amusing to me. Apparently, that wasn't the case. I had a bunch of people message me on Facebook going, Hey, dumbass, it's middle of the night. You're not going to see anything. Why'd you keep checking back? You'd expect it to be different. It was the middle of the night. Yeah, that was the whole bit. That was the whole point of that. It was a joke. It was a bit. I'm glad you guys liked it, but um, oof. some people did not grasp the concept and didn't think it was funny. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, that was, I know it was the middle of the night. That was the whole point of it. I'm glad that you guys liked it. Thank you, Minardo. Um <laughs> I don't know. That was a funny bit. I was going to continue the bit every live show as well and just be, you know, get continually frustrated. The whole point of that was like, I was going to like the next one, I was going to check it and just be like, oh, it's still pitch black. And then like the next one be like, what the hell is it always pitch black in Ireland and, and keep going. But yeah, apparently people didn't grasp the concept of the joke. No, oh, it's alcohol. You can't drink it. Um, Alrighty. So look, you heard me say it a million times in the chat room. No spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. I hate people that spoil. With that, with that being said, I'm going to spoil a little bit of Sasquatch on Hulu. Right now, there's a documentary on Hulu called Sasquatch. The premise of the documentary, I'm not spoiling anything by saying the premise of the documentary. The premise of the documentary is that a Sasquatch ripped apart three migrant workers on a pot farm in Mendocino, California in the 90s. And it's a documentary. And I was like, fuck, yeah, dude, I'm all about that. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. So I watched it. I binged it all in one night. And in the first episode, they're still keeping that premise. But then they very quickly go, oh, yeah, no, it's not that at all. And then the rest of the whole documentary is not about that. If you're going to have a documentary about a Sasquatch, there better be a goddamn Sasquatch in the documentary. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, it was no good. Don't waste your don't waste your 3 hours. Look, if you guys like a true crime, unsolved true crime documentary, sure, check it out. If you got nothing else to watch, check it out. Have you already seen the John Wayne Gacy um documentary? Then watch this. But if you go into it like I did, expecting it to be about an investigation about did a Sasquatch rip apart three people in Mendocino on a pot farm. It quickly goes away from that and never comes back. So no, no is the answer. 
It's just, it was lame. It was really bummed me out. It really did. Let's see. Russ is saying, I've always wondered about that. Hospitals, nursing homes, a constant flux of, sl of souls coming and going. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I mean, it's, it is a hot point, is a, is a, uh, a waiting room, kind of like what Russ was saying. It was like a waiting room about, um, you know, going on, moving on to the next phase or whatever the hell the next phase is. So you can't be surprised that a lot of paranormal stuff happens. <laughs> My Nardo, I was told there would be Squatch. Yeah, so was I. And there wasn't. There wasn't. That, that is right, Josh. The people that get mad about that kind of stuff are the same people that who use expired coupons. Yes, so true. So, so true. Um, but anyhow, okay, so that's my little ramp, rambling, rant, whatever you want to call it, about um, Sasquatch on Hulu. Bum me out. I really wanted to like it. I really wanted to do a whole episode about it and, you know, contact the filmmaker. Like, I had all these plans. I was going to contact the filmmaker and interview him, and, oh, my God, it's going to be great, and I'll meet you up in Mendocino if you want and all that fun stuff. Nope. Nope. Out the window. Nothing to do with it. Russ said, my wife kind of listened to my call. She at one time worked at the same facility and remembers residents talking about the kids. Oh, that's creepy. And occasionally hearing them too. Same with my mom. Wow, dude, that's crazy cool. That is, look, that is, that is the stuff that if I was telling, if I was doing a podcast about it, I would immediately say, hey, this nursing home, huge grain of salt because this this nursing home used to be an orphanage. And next to that orphanage is a cemetery. And that cemetery is still behind the that just is too much creepy on top of too much creepy. So I would make it a grain of salt. Like that's just cool as hell. Yeah, nothing. Um, alrighty. Well, the phone lines are open and if I don't get any other calls, that's fine. We had two great calls, but if you want to call in with your own personal paranormal story, feel free. I know that, um, Oh, what was his name? Adam? Um, Sorry, I saw it scroll by, and that was a while ago. Um, I know that somebody said they were going to call in. They were thinking about calling in. If, if, if you know, if you want to still call in, I would love to have Adam. Yes, um, you know what? That's totally fine. Adam said like earlier on in the night, he said something about like, "Oh, I'll put it down on a piece of paper, like what I want to say on the call." Um, so you'll be reading it. That's totally fine. In fact. I know a lot of people that do that. That's what I do with my my questions for when I interview somebody. I usually have this monitor that you guys can't see. I don't know why I'm pointing to it. You can't see it. I usually have this monitor with the questions right there. So I can kind of like go back to it throughout it. Oh, there we go. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Curtis Adam. Hey, Adam. I was just talking about you. It's like you were hurting, you were listening to me. Um, no. Hey, I was, I was, I'm getting. I'm getting feedback. How can I fix that? Oh, well, let me turn down. It might be just because I got you up kind of loud because um, the, the the last call, um, it might be better now unless you're watching. If you're watching the show as well, there's like a lag. So it might be that. Okay, because I had it on my phone while I was sitting here grinding on MLB The Show. Uh, <clears throat> and I, I went ahead and I didn't mute it, but I took I took the window down to call. Oh, sure. Yeah, it might be that that might do the feedback. Uh, hopefully, I've turned you down a little bit and adjusted some levels. So hopefully on this end, it's okay. But, you know, let me know. Okay. Is anybody commenting that if there's feedback? No, no, no. No, you're all good. You sound okay. fine on my end. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, long time listener. Um, first time caller. 
Hey, I like that. I think you. So, I think you might be the first one that said that. That's like makes me feel like a real radio show. I dig that. Well, there you go. Okay, I had to turn the volume up here so I can hear you better. Okay. Anyway, um, just uh, full disclosure. Uh, since the event that this story is about, I have become a paranormal investigator. Ooh. And uh, I've had some interesting experiences, but this is what started it all. Now, I can tell you, but years ago I wrote it. I wrote it down, I should say. <clears throat> I'm going to try to read it, but bear with me. Um, it's an emotional story for my family. So, okay, yeah, no, no, did, take your if time. I pause and, if I pause and get a little chipped up, just bear with me, okay? No, no, please, Adam. No, that's totally fine. Look, hey. It's just me that you're chatting with. So, you know, take your time. Oh, no, I'm not. I've I've done radio and stuff before. I've been on stage. I've been on TV. Ah, I don't, then you know how it that is. That doesn't yeah. bother me. Ah, I love it. <laughs> and I was the guy who had to do all the interviews. I did all the presentations for the paranormal team. I, this is no big deal. Oh, just so I should be nervous talking to you, man. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Anyway, hopefully I can read this font. It looks a little smaller than I remember, but my eyes have gotten much worse since I wrote this. Okay, now I wrote this and I re-edited re it just recently. I hate that word. <clears throat> so it's going to sound like I, I wrote it recently, but it's just I updated it to make it a current read. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, totally does. Yeah. Like the opening I have about 20 years ago instead of whatever. Okay. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go for it. I've never told this story verbally. Okay. Okay. Many have read the story, they love it, but I could never actually get the words out. All right, now, there's a little setup there with me, okay? Okay. All right, about 20 years ago, while I was in my last year of college, a raggedy tuxedo cat adopted my family. <clears throat> he literally moved in with us by following us in the door one day. Aw. As some know, I'm no fan of cats, and I wanted this one gone. Unfortunately, my son, who was six, adored the animal. So that ended my adventures. <laughs> I did get to the cat because Jamie and his mom couldn't decide on one. I said, he's not going to come when you call anyway, so call him cat. Of course, this passed immediately as cat was more canine than feline than demeanor and would come when you called. <laughs> you can, I think you can probably tell where this is going already. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually think you just did a show about this stuff. I did, yes. Cat quickly integrated into the family, becoming the fourth full member. Jamie and Cat, my son's name is Jamie. Jamie and Cat forged a special bond, though. Before I write it, it's best I describe my son. He is mildly autistic, having a condition known as Asperger's syndrome. What makes this significant is he actually had difficulty interpreting and expressing emotions with social situations, especially among peers at younger ages. His condition was not truly identified until about the age of 10, but the sins were always there as most children shunned my son. Anyway, because of this, Cat became a non-judgmental creature. Oh, Cat being a non-judgmental creature became Jamie's closest friend and companion. Cat lived on Jamie. They sat together, slept together. Cat shared Jamie's pillow. Everything. Most photos of Jamie since Cat's arrival included the two of them. Throughout the next 10 tumultuous years of college, moving in a return to the military, and the eventual collapse of my first marriage, Cat was Jamie's constant in life. <clears throat> I retained custody of Jamie when I separated from his mother. We returned to my home area of Illinois, where I'm from, to help a family member and start again. 
Unfortunately, after a few more years, Cat died at a relatively young age, approximately 11. It was a horrible death. The best I was able to ascertain was rapid fluid buildup in his lungs. Oof. Early one September morning, Jamie and I watched Cat gasp the last strained breath, and he was gone. Holy crap, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> just tough. Yeah, no, I, that's why I'm saying I'm sorry, because I know that feeling. Holy crap, I'm sorry. Well, it's more it's more for him than me, obviously, but... Sure. All right, here I go. Jimmy had just lost his best, truest, and only friend. But those next few days are indescribable. I will never be able to forget the anguished... <sighs> screaming and crying. Oh. Coming from my son's room at night. Or the weeks that followed with Jamie, with, with Jamie, with attempting to console him. While in the Marine Corps, I had suffered a debilitating injury that crippled me and kept me in agony for nine months. I would suffer it again just to never have heard him hurt. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Now to the story. <laughs> I wrote all that in an attempt to exemplify the strong emotions of the time of Cat's death. Between Kat's painful, horrific death and my son's emotional outpouring to my grief over both, something began here in that house. I, should, I didn't proofread enough. Something began there in that house. Not long after Kat's death, I was walking by Jamie's room and spun my head so fast I cracked my neck. I had just seen Kat on Jamie's dresser, but oh. I didn't because Kat was gone. I chalked it up to reason, perhaps Kat being subconsciously on my mind. One thing nagged me, though. Cat never sat on top of Jamie's dresser, so why would my mind's eye imagine him there? Sometime later, I was using the bathroom mirror when it happened again. In this particular mirror, if the door is open, one can see straight down the hallway where two doors face each other, Jamie's room and a storage room. Again, I was not thinking about anything related to an animal when I saw a cat's tail cross behind me in the mirror from Jamie's room to the storage room. My first thought was, my first feeling was anger that one of my aunt's many cats had slipped downstairs, which I did not allow. I turned around to run off the culprit, but there was none. And both doors were closed. Really? Around that time, Jamie moved upstairs to be on call if my aunt needed someone quickly. She was uh, fairly ill. My fiancé and her children moved in with me downstairs, the children taking Jamie's room as their own. I started seeing cat-like movement out of the corner of my eye towards Jamie's room occasionally, always near his door. After several events, I asked Amanda, who is now my wife of 12 years, if she had ever seen anything. She said that, in fact, she had not. Or, I'm sorry. She said, in fact, that she had over by the stairs leading up to my aunt's and Jamie's area. She had assumed it was one of the upstairs cats racing away to avoid detection and once attempted to follow, only to find the door closed tight and no cat. So by the, just uh, this, as you say, Adam here, uh, we've been together 12 years and this happened early on in our relationship. So that's how long it's been since this happened. Wow. Where was I? Okay. I asked Jamie as well if he ever saw anything when he was downstairs. His account was similar to Amanda's without chasing this mystery cat. This went on for over a year and I consider it a novelty. Often whimsically discussing with Jamie, my aunt or Amanda about the prospect of it being a real cat spirit, possibly even cat. One day, I asked my wife's children 
at the time, ages four and eight, if they had ever seen a cat in the basement. Keep in mind, they had never been part of any discussion or recounting of what we had seen, was, of what had been seen by others. I was just going to ask that. I love that you put that in there. Yeah, well, it gets better. <laughs> this is the part you're going to love, okay? <laughs> they both responded positively. Amanda's son stating that they often saw it at night when their lights were off and they were watching TV. I'm still not for sure why, but this was the first moment it bothered me. At around this time, my wife's one-year-old cat began running back and forth down another hallway from an exit door to the storage door, just like it was chasing something repeatedly on some nights. And the sightings became more frequent. But the next two events made me consider action. While I was at work one night, Amanda told me that while texting back and forth, she had felt three taps in the back of the uh, editing issue. She had felt three taps on the back of her neck of the desk while sitting at the desk chair. She actually yelped. I remember on being on the phone with her when she yelped. Really? It takes a lot. Yeah, it takes a lot to startle her, but this did. Being a fan of paranormal shows, I've learned a little about the theories of ghosts and hauntings and potential solutions, so I considered a plan. Before I was able to act upon it, I had an occurrence that hastened efforts. I had not mentioned this before to anyone in the house, so as not to alarm them. One night, soon after Amanda's event, while lying in bed, I heard audible breathing. It's theorized that where there is a haunting, a connection between both realms may exist and other entities can cross into ours through it. Yep. I decided to carry out my simple plan and possibly close that door. During the whole time frame of the events, not one had occurred upstairs near my son. The majority had been centralized around his room with some others around the stairway. I considered that if this was in fact Cat, he may be looking for Jamie, but was bound to where he would recognize Jamie to be. Yeah. Perhaps explaining why sightings become more frequent after Jamie moved upstairs. I went to Jamie, now two and a half years since Cat's death, and asked him to do something, something I knew may be emotionally difficult to do, so I suggested he do it with a lot. I asked him to talk to Kat. Ooh. And tell him it was okay to go. I wanted him to tell Kat that if he remained here, always looking for him, that time would come when Kat would never find him here and that only by moving on would he someday... that he would someday find the boy and be with him again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 270 pound Marine sitting here crying over a cat. Hey, okay. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I asked Jamie if he had done it. He said he had. He had taken it one step further and talked directly to Cat's ashes. I had Cat cremated, oddly, for the same reason I wanted Jamie to talk to Cat. So... They could, so they could never be permanently separated in physical or spiritual form. I didn't ask him the content of the words nor any other details. Those are only for him to know. Sure. All right, here comes the wrap-up. I think I need a ghost reader here. 
I'm glad you didn't have. I'm so glad you didn't have me read this. I couldn't do it. I, I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So, several months passed. I, Amanda nor Jamie had any more events or sightings. Amanda's cat didn't do wind sprints towards the storage room door anymore. He just sat and waited every night for another mouse to mistakenly poke out his head. I intentionally said nothing to our smaller children for some time. I asked them if the cat had been in the room lately, and both said no, not for a long while. For the first time, I showed our boy a picture of cat and asked him if this was the cat he and his sister had been seeing. But maybe it was. Okay, final paragraph. Wait, 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 wait. They said that maybe it was? Yeah. Oof. I had, they, had, they had never seen a picture of cat before. Yeah. And he was a tuxedo with a white belly and a little white face. So he was pretty distinct. Yeah. So there it is, my true ghost story. It's not dramatic like most, but it happened. Oof. If no one else ever believes it, Jamie, Amanda, and I do. You want to know a secret? Uh. I spoke to Cat too. I went in Jamie's old room, sat down, and asked Cat to move on, but not to get rid of him or close the gate. I wanted Cat to go so he could really be with Jamie again someday. Yeah. Holy. I told him to go where we could follow. But um, he goes, you know what? I want to see Cat again, too. I want to thank him for being Jamie's cat, Jamie's friend. But most of all, I want to thank Cat for teaching my son to love and be loved, something so complicated and perplexing for a young man, inherently challenged with expressing and sensing emotions. Something powerful enough, we've experienced its manifestation beyond death. All of this in a little eight-pound no-name feral design. No person could have been as good a teacher or friend as that homeless tuxedo cat who one day jumped on a little boy's lap to nab a bite of an orange cupcake. And now it's hopefully free to to uh, wait to sit on his boy's lap again someday. Holy crap. Look. I, I, I let me just pause you right here to say like, oh my God, this is this is this is so heartbreakingly beautiful of a story. And thank you for for telling it for one. I mean, everybody's saying the same thing in the chat. I mean, everybody's everybody's brought to tears from this and holy heartbreak. But ah, uh, man, I, look, hey, you know the thing is that that cat found you guys. Like that's the cool part to me. Like you know. It wasn't the other way around, you know, that that's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. He, he came back twice. Actually, I didn't make that part of the story because it wasn't, uh, wasn't, you know, a necessary part, but he actually showed up one day, walked away and came back the next day. Huh. See, 
like that, that tells you something right there. That is, that is a destined meant to be kind of thing. And, and, you know, people are talking about the rainbow bridge and other stuff and you read the, just, just, just go back and read the chat. Cause I can't read them all if I want to keep from, from crying myself, but holy <laughs> crap. Like no, like that's, that's... I've got to call up on. I got to call up on Facebook right now. Okay, I got to open it up. I've never. I was on my phone before. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, you know, like everybody's just sending you love right now. I'll just put it that way. If you go to the chat, that's what everybody's doing. It's saying thank you for sharing this awesome story, an, an incredible story. Uh, that you, you know, you'll definitely see Cat again and all that. Um, but yeah, wow, holy crap! I can see a hundred percent why you had hesitations about calling in with that. That is definitely, you know, that is definitely tough. That's a tough one. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm glad you told the story because I wouldn't have been able to do it. I'm telling you right now, I would not have <laughs> been able to do it. Yeah, it's it's uh, even all this time later, it still affects me the same. Yeah, no, I it, look, there's no there's no time limit on that kind of a thing at all. Everybody's saying I'm so glad you called in and I got to agree. I completely agree. Holy crap, Adam. Man. Oof. Uh Yeah, I guess sometimes my writing gets emotion brings out the writing, I guess. Hey, no, it's you know what? You were smart to write it down because that's a tough story to to tell with or without writing it. So writing it definitely helps. Um so that 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 led you to to be a, a paranormal investigator. Is that what you said? Yeah, kind of. What happened after that was uh, I'm in the St. Louis area. So for our first time, my wife and I went to uh, Lent Mansion for 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 to stay overnight. Sure. And that was a rocking time. <laughs> I ended up uh, meeting uh, actually, well, I won't say his name. Uh, I ended up meeting a team leader who was going to let mention and I said, Hey, I've been there and I got invited to go with them. And I ended up on that team for several years. So that's kind of how I got involved. And I've got a lot of interesting stories, but it's for another time. Hey, I was just going to say, you know what? I want to hear them. Uh, you know, you have, you know, carte blanche to call in anytime. Um, I, I, you know, they can't all be emotional because I can't handle it. I'm telling you that right now. Don't make me cry on camera. Well, I'm the only one on camera right now. I can't be the one to cry. Don't, don't make me do it. Well, I have another one that I wrote. that's not a ghost story, but it's about a passing of an animal. Nope. So. Nope. 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 I need, I, but, need um, I need space between them. I'll tell you that right now. That's the one. Oh, thing oh no, no, me. I can't. I can't tell. <laughs> I'm not going to torture everybody with two of those, but uh, I do have an interesting idea. I don't know if you've ever covered this topic. Oh, all right. What's up? Um, and I, it's gotta be out there, but, um, my wife's grandmother died about four years ago. She never took her grandmother's number out of her phone. About a year ago, she got a call from that number. Yeah. And I know that that that's happened before. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I talked about it for a quick second on an episode a long time ago, but I've never gone back to doing a full episode. Like I did, there was a, I think the reason I brought it up is I was actually debunking the whole if you get a call with all zeros, that means you're going to die or some bullshit creepypasta story. And it was bullshit. But I did mention the fact that, but there is this thing where people get called from numbers of people that have passed away. And there's something that can't be debunked about that. I don't remember going deep into it uh, on the episode, but I have deep dived it. And that is a very good idea for an episode because I love that kind of stuff. 
Well, it was so interesting because as an investigator, I tried to debunk it immediately. Like, oh, well, maybe somebody else has the number. But then I realized, well, why would they call her? That's exactly it. Even if they've got the number, that it doesn't mean that her number is still in their memory. They didn't get their phone. The only way it could possibly happen is if that phone was sold off that had the, the number stored in it, wasn't wiped, wasn't cleared, then that phone was activated and it's just a you know, like a regular name, like Joe or John or whatever. And they went to call Joe, not realizing that there's a whole phone book of people that they don't know. And one of them happens to be Joe and went, oh, crap. And then turned off, you know, hung up the phone. But that's such a random happenstance kind of thing. You know, there's not a lot of people out there that buy phones that haven't been wiped and then didn't notice that there's already a phone book in there and then accidentally called. So that's a very infinitesimal amount of, you know, things that could happen to make you want to, you know, to to justify that i'll put it that way now here's the worst part about that story my wife missed the call mm. oh i she feel so bad later. for her i feel so bad because she's gonna be constantly forever going what if what if that sucks yeah but on the other hand would that have been worse is that worse than the twilight zone episode of the one getting the call from her dead husband because the phone line lands on his grave yep Yep, exactly. Yeah. And there's all those, there's always those stories of, of someone. Um, I think I talked about it in an episode a while ago. I'm pretty sure I did. There was a, there was actually a really, I was going to say it's a really cool story. It's a really horrible story about a train crash and it's a real story. The train crashed and then people were receiving calls from a number repeatedly over and over and over again. And they eventually found that person in the wreckage and everybody's like, Oh, well the, you know, the phone was just, you know, smushed. So it was constantly recalling. Nope. The phone was completely dead, but that person kept calling out, calling out, calling out until the body was found and then no more calls. So there's some weird shit with phones. It's crazy. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some bizarre stuff with phones that I like, I do have to go back and, uh, I, I like the whole technology and the paranormal and uh, voicemails from the dead. I did I did that episode, and that, I like that episode quite a bit, actually. Uh, but I, I like the technology and the paranormal quite a bit when, you know, not, not paranormal investigation technology, but when technology, regular technology, gets connected to the paranormal. I really like that. Oh, yeah. That's how all it came to be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll let you go, Kurt. Hey, um, thank you so much for calling in. Honestly, that was a fantastic fantastically brutal heartbreaking story so thank you for for getting through it and telling us the story and everybody saying the same in the chat i'll uh keep an ear to the ground i don't really pay attention to when you're doing live shows because it seems like it's wednesdays or saturdays it is I yeah tell, I, I i found that that's or thursdays and saturdays thursdays and saturdays seem to be thursdays the nights that everybody seems to be fine with so i've just been picking one of those every every week and i'd like to do both i just never i don't have the energy to do both but and do a regular call but um but yeah oh, sure. thursday or saturdays i'll put it up on the facebook chat you know there or if you okay. if you log in if you have a twitch it'll you can subscribe and it'll it'll alert you but you know the facebook does it as well okay cool i'll do that i'll call back in every now, now and again and tell you a story from the paranormal adventures How i about would that? absolutely love it are you kidding i would absolutely love that thank you so much i really do appreciate it let me just give you a teaser. Uh, Waverly. Yes. And uh, Demonic. Yes. All right, sweet. I'm definitely, that's a good teaser. I definitely want to hear those stories. They're not related. They're no, I wouldn't assume so. Yeah. Yep. All I right. Wanna, I wanna hear that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That was incredibly heartbreaking, incredibly awesome. And 
incredibly sad because I just looked down and I noticed that the record button is green and it should be red, which means that this episode, for whatever reason, is not recording. Like you can watch it on Facebook and Twitch, but as a, an actual podcast episode, I got to figure out how I can pull the video from this or the audio from this video and make it a podcast because that was going to be that was going to be my goal is to have this one out by the end of tonight. And God damn it, it's not red it is flashing green and i don't know why because it was red a second ago that sucks and that pisses me off um so we'll have to figure out how to pull the uh audio from from these episodes i'm really glad you guys made it because this might be a video and twitch or facebook and twitch episode only exclusive it might be and there's been other live episodes where i've never released them for whatever reasons but this one i really wanted to get out tonight and i just looked down and saw that it is flashing green for no reason damn you new computer um yeah i'm glad you guys made it too because holy crap um yeah oh okay yeah, eric saying I, I seem to remember you doing a full episode on phone calls from past family members yeah okay I, I was wondering i couldn't recall if i did it or not um yeah i mean i love that kind of stuff absolutely love that kind of stuff but um yeah there's a lot to do with with cell phones and people getting calls and texts from people that have passed that is just bizarre i'll put it that way a lot of a lot of them can be debunked if you go to youtube don't actually let me start by saying don't go to youtube and do it but if you go to youtube and you look up like phone calls from the dead 99.9 percent .9 of them are bullshit and can be explained 100 can be explained i got a phone call from all nines and it was nope that's a spoofed id there's a spid number it's a spoof number that um companies can spoof a number and call you so you can get a number from all zeros or all ones or all twos it doesn't matter all sixes. It doesn't mean the devil is calling you. It's just a spoofed number. Um, but yeah, bizarre. And unfortunately, I got to figure out how to get the hell. I don't know how I'm going to get the episode or the audio from this episode, but I need to figure out how to do it because I could really, really do with releasing this call. That was the plan. Great stitch. All righty. Well, we are now at the hour and 40 minute mark. So when we get to that mark, that is the if you'd like to call in, now is your chance. 818-732-9399. Otherwise, I'm going to start wrapping up this call because I'll be honest, or wrapping up this show, because I'll be honest, I don't know if I can beat that last call at all. An incredible call. Thank him so much. I thank Adam so much for doing it because, again, I wouldn't have been able to read that one. No way in hell. I would have saw that it was about a dead animal, a dead pet, and I wouldn't have been able to do it. Guaranteed. Can't do it. Um, how could you call as a ghost? Well, I mean, ghosts can manipulate a lot of stuff. Why couldn't they manipulate a phone to make it ring or a voicemail and make it leave a voicemail or a camera so they can be seen on camera? It's just another item of technology. They can manipulate a lot of stuff. There seems to be something electrical with the paranormal. Shouldn't be too hard for them to figure out how to do it. And I agree, Susan, that was a fantastic call. Absolutely fantastic call. Definitely the most heartbreaking call um, in in recent live episodes. There was a couple of other heartbreaking calls about um, relatives that passed. And I, my heart goes out to you guys that, that can call in and talk about such a heartbreaking topic of, of loss. I don't care, human or animal. I don't care. That is heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Anyhow, let's... Uh, Let's wrap it up so I can go figure out what the packages on the porch are. I think they're treats for Stitch, to be honest with you, but, you know, shh. Um, so I can go grab those before somebody walks by and steals them from Stitch. 
But in the meantime, I want to thank everybody that called in. I want to thank everybody that tuned in. There's a lot of watchers tonight. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, this might be a, a video-only exclusive episode. Yeah, I mean, I don't. that's a good question, Susan. I don't know. I should have asked him if there was ever another cat forum. That's a great question. I don't know why I didn't think. Well, I can tell you why I didn't think of it. That was a heartbreaking story. Um, yeah, kind of like a, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of like one of those Carlos, but not a new sponsor. They're not paying me. They don't get the, they don't get the shout out. No way, no how you got to pay me for those shout outs. Um, once again, thank you all for tuning in. What a fantastic group you guys are. I've said it a million times. I'll never stop saying it. Thank you for everybody that's listening. Everybody that's watching. These are fantastic. I get just as much out of these live episodes as you guys do. So I thank you guys for letting me do them. But, um, Adam, you're the best. Thank you, sir. Um, and thank you for your service, too. You said you served, I think you said. Um, so thank you for your service as well. Holy crap. Why didn't I say that while you were on the phone? I, I'm such a dick. I'm sorry. Um, all right. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another live edition of Paranormal Almanac. Thank you guys oh so much. Have a great one. Chat with you all soon. Himmler flock, we have been here with the metal, the memory.